If you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Uh, another episode of California Underground Coffee and California Politics. Sorry I had to do this a day late uh, this week because duty called and I actually had to go tend to my day job stuff. Um, but here I am today. I'm not going to jip you out of a coffee in California politics. In fact, you're going to get a double whammy today. You're going to get not only coffee in California politics, but tonight you're also going to get another episode live on youtube as always thursday nights at 8 p.m um good morning oc uh you're gonna get uh natalie will be back as a special co-host uh we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of different things uh mostly we're gonna be talking about how bad the look is going to be for california democrats going backwards on a lot of the my sharona cyrus lockdowns and restrictions um I'm also going to talk about the Republican recall ad that is sweeping the airwaves, mostly because this stop the Republican recall. If you haven't really looked into what the Republican recall political action committee is, this is why these political action committees are so useful to a lot of politicians. They can raise unlimited amounts of money, and that's what they're basically doing right now for Gavin Newsom is um, they've raised, I think they're close to about $40 million they've raised. Um, and especially in a recall, there's no limit to how much Gavin Newsom can raise. I know, uh, the wife of Steve Ballmer, who is Microsoft's former owner of the Clippers, I think, uh, his wife just donated a million dollars to stop the Republican recall. So be prepared. There's going to be a lot of Republican stop the Republican recall ads going on. And you've probably seen it already. You've probably seen it on YouTube. You've probably heard it on the radio. I've heard a lot of people saying, have you heard this? Have you heard this ad? Um, yeah, actually, we're going to talk about tonight on the podcast at 8 p.m. We're going to go over it. It's 30 seconds long, the one that I've seen. I know there's one on the radio, but it's probably basically the same exact thing. It's probably just the audio version of it. Um, but I'm going to go through it and talk about... Um, what's wrong with it, why they're trying to mislead a lot of people, and why I'm not shocked at this is the strategy that they're going with. So if you're interested in learning more about that, tonight at 8 p.m. So going to be live on YouTube, not on Instagram, going to be live over at YouTube. So if you haven't already hopped over to YouTube, search California Underground, you'll see the same exact logo, the bear running, you know, jaws out, everything like that. You'll see that subscribe, hit the notification bell to let people to know that when we go live, you will be notified and you can hop on. All right. Any other announcements I'm trying to think of? Um, Noodles merchandise is live. Link in the bio. Uh, Like I showed last week, there's t-shirts, there's men's t-shirts, there's women's t-shirts, there's tank tops, and there's a sweatshirt. So if you are interested in getting a noodle shirt, you can go to the link in the bio you can check it out there. All the money, all the proceeds go to help expand this platform, make it bigger, get the word out, um, connect with other like-minded people, and really keep this grassroots movement going um, so that more people can get connected and more people can keep doing what they're doing. And on that sense, the Discord, I love to see it. The Discord, if you're not a part of the Discord, I'm loving to see that people are just now starting to have conversations on their own, that they're going to the Discord they are talking in the Discord. They feel like it is, for a lack of a better term, um, 
it's a safe space, I guess you could say. I guess it's a safe space um, for a lack of anything else for you to go and chat. And there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that would probably get censored on social media. We go to the Discord. We talk about it there. So if you haven't joined the Discord, that's where you can connect with other like-minded people. You can organize. There's little channels um, where you can go, like Southern California, all that stuff. You know, every different region has basically been covered. Also, link in the bio if you want to go there. So I think that's all of them, all the announcements, the merchandise. There's a Patreon, all that stuff. Um, thank you to everyone who's been buying badges this morning, all that. Thank you very much. Anyway, so... Let's get started with today's topic. There's, I don't want to talk too much about what's going on with the, with like the backing down or the, the backtracking of what's going on with the masking and the lockdowns, specifically because we're going to talk about it on the podcast tonight. So I don't want to like kind of, I guess, repeat myself over and over again. It, you know, gives you more incentive to tune into the podcast tonight because um, there's going to be a lot I'm sure we're going to talk about there. Uh, I guess where I guess we could talk a little bit about where we are right now in terms of the recall. Um, this will give you a little preview of what's gonna we're gonna talk about tonight. The polling shows that there are more is more support for the recall is slowly growing, um, and I think that is probably definitely correlated with what is going on. I think there's a perfect storm. And sometimes I think they may have shot themselves in the foot with this whole September date, mostly because now we're kind of heading and trending backwards on a lot of things, which doesn't look good. It looks like you've lost control, um, for all the trumpeting and the reopen. And, you know, it's almost embarrassing if you think about it, because they always like to make fun of George Bush and that like big mission accomplished sign when he was on the, the aircraft carrier. At least that looked sort of like badass. Now you have Noodle's mission accomplished moment where he's in front of a couple minions at Universal Studios. I guess Disneyland didn't really want to do anything with them. That's pretty bad that Disneyland kicked you to the curb and said, go to Universal Studios. We don't even want you here. Um. And he had this whole like mission accomplished and yay, like, cool, we're reopened and now we're going backwards and they're going to blame it on the unvaccinated. We know that they're going to blame it on um, people not getting their vaccine. It's going to be a lot of peer pressure. It's going to be a lot of stuff like that. But to not get into deep into that, I think this whole September 14th idea they thought they were helping themselves, and I think they actually made it worse because they may have picked a, a unknowingly, they may have picked a date that will be at the center of a storm of a bunch of different things. Um, good morning on Thursday. Yep, it's a little bit different day here at California Politics. I think he picked a, a, a day that might be in the center of a whole bunch of storms. He's got whatever's going on with this Delta variant kind of growing and increasing. Um, he's also got schools going back, the issue of masking up kids going after that. Um, he's also got wildfires, which are now going to probably accelerate. We have an extreme drought warning. There is a lot going on that does not look good for him. And this is one thing that I always kind of say, you know, if nothing else fails, um, if nothing else fails, when people in California who are Democrats complain about anything, my response is always this. You have total control over this state, right? You have total control over this state. 
We should be living based on your perception of what is a utopia. We should be living in your utopia. There's nothing stopping you from doing whatever you want. And for, for really, it's, uh, I mean, they're, they're on that way, but shouldn't all of our problems be solved? Like, shouldn't the big problems be solved? Wouldn't droughts be solved? Wouldn't wildfires be solved? Wouldn't homelessness be solved? Wouldn't like crime be solved? Wouldn't policing be solved? I mean, you basically run most of the state outside of the red counties. You control pretty much the big levers of power here in California. So when Democrats complain about what things aren't getting done, my question is always, why aren't we in a utopia? You have a one party state. You have a one party state that controls everything. Yet, we're still having horrible crime issues. We're having petty theft crimes that are putting small places out of, or, or businesses and pharmacists out of business. You're having issues with wildfires. You're having issues with drought. You got a warning last night if you're in San Diego County that you should probably not use any major appliance between the hours of like six and nine because that's a flex alert. So, Where's the utopia? That's really the question that I always ask is where's the utopia? You run everything. You run everything. You have all the power. You basically have most of the judges. You have the Supreme Court. You have a lot of things on your side. So if this is your idea of complete democratic control, that's exactly like you said. They failed with a big F. Yeah, this is what total democratic control looks like. And so when people say to me like, Oh, California's not worth fighting for. It's not worth, you know, why waste your time? Um, I understand some people have to leave because of practical reasons, and, and I respect their decision. You do what's best for your family. But when people say, like, when, when I say, what's the reason why you got to keep fighting for California? It's because if this doesn't stop here in California, if you don't point out what an enormous failure complete democratic control is, it will continue to spread all over the country. So it's almost like you have to make an example of this statist ideology here in California. And you have to stop it here because if you stop it here and say, look, California rejected statist ideology, California rejected big government and said, we're going to go back towards personal responsibility, a free market economy, one where we incentivize private businesses to come up with unique solutions for environmental issues for wildfires for droughts for homelessness we've decided that it doesn't always have to be this red or white it doesn't have to be a black or white issue of like uh well it's either it's free market or we we just have total government control we can think outside of the box and if california prides itself if california prides itself on the fact of being unique and innovative then we should be unique and innovative. But throwing the same statist solutions over and over and over again, which don't seem to work no matter what we keep doing, no matter how much money we keep throwing at the issue, that should be a red flag for the rest of the country that this style of statist government does not work. And that a government really where it's a bottom-up movement of people, a, a government focused on the common man, the, the working person, the middle class, and focusing on giving them the economic, educational, uh, societal aspirations or opportunities to grow, live their family, do things that they want, be respected. Those are the things that I think California should be focusing on. So that's that's my personal opinion. And I think that's that's why I think it's worth fighting for. 
And that's why when people always complain about what's going on in California, especially if it's a Democrat, I always say, well, you have total control. You have absolute control. You have no reason to to really um, complain about anything because you have total control. And your total control should be creating the utopia that you promise every single election cycle that we could do X, Y, and Z, that we can solve all these problems. But they always seem to find a reason to blame someone else and say, oh, it's those it was those darn Republicans always gumming up the works. It's not the Republicans gumming up the works. It's absolutely not the Republicans gumming up the works. How could it be the Republicans gumming up the works when there's not enough Republicans to gum up the works? So, sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, but um, anyway, what does everyone else want to talk about today? Which is always the point of Coffee in California Politics. If this is your first time on Coffee in California Politics, Coffee in California Politics. Um, the point is not for me to sit here and ramble and look at the screen and ramble at you guys. The point is to have this sort of back and forth conversation where you ask a question, where I say, you know, I give you my thoughts. People in the comments can have discussions about it. It's really an interactive forum. This is where uh, people really get to connect with other like-minded people. All those opinions and thoughts that you have that people you feel like in California you, you can't have out loud because God forbid someone will think you're like a scary Republican. This is the safe place. This is the safe spot. Someone did ask a question, so let's see what they say. Um, let's see. What Dem candidates are on the platform or on the ballot? Um, outside of meet Kevin Paffrath, I haven't really looked at it. That would be interesting to kind of look at, maybe do like a video, a quick rundown of like, who are the Democrats running? Because we always talk about the Republicans mostly because I think if there is a, if there is a recall and it passes, I think there's a good shot that the Republicans are going to win. Um, but I really haven't heard anything outside of the democratic party. What do you know about SB 803? Not much, but let's look it up. Barber, is it barbering and cosmetology? It provides a licensure and regulation of barbers and cosmetologists. Uh, provide the board with advice and recommendations. Increase the total number as 13 to 7. They will provide. Um, okay, so what's the what's what's the thing about SB 803? Is it about barbering and are they making it harder to be barbers and cosmetologists here in California? Um, I wouldn't be surprised whenever they pass a bill. Let me put it this way. Whenever a government passes a bill about someone's job and licensure, nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, it makes it harder to do that job. Can we talk about California workers that are now supposed to get vaccinated or get tested weekly? Uh, sure. Um, it's... It's a complicated issue. I can tell you that. I know a lot of people have been reaching out about this um, in terms of what is going on with those state employees and those government government employees who probably, and I think informed with Anthony, uh, he made a great point about it, sort of how state employees now who are being forced to take it um, are kind of like, whoa, what the hell just happened? We didn't think it would ever get this bad, but, and then 
here they are being forced to do it. Now they're looking for help. And it's like, well, I think people already told you that this was going to happen. Vax mandates. Can we talk about that? Uh, yeah, we could talk about up. Uh, we could talk about a little bit, but again, like I said, there's, there's going to be a lot of discussion between me and Natalie on tonight's 8 PM, uh, YouTube, uh, live stream. Uh, I know she's really excited to talk about that. Uh, excited to have her back. What we're up against. Uh, what do you mean? What we're up against? We're up against, I would say this, and I think there's reason to be, and I've said, I think I've said this before. I think there's reason to be optimistic about where we are in California in terms of the political hive mind of what's going on in the sense that there's a lot of open minds who I think are not, who might've not ever really thought about a lot of these issues until COVID happened. And you're seeing a lot of people who you probably would have looked at and been like, I mean, absolutely, that person's a Democrat. They definitely voted for Joe Biden are now coming out and full throatedly talking about constitutional rights, medical freedom or uh, medical privacy, freedom of decision, stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of underswell of support that th- that they're really not registering. I think they're going after Republicans and there's they're getting those poll numbers from Republicans. But I think there might be like this silent in term, silent majority that hasn't really come out to the polls to show that they are against Newsom and they are against everything. Um, I know you've probably all seen the San Diego County Board Supervisors, Sean, uh, I can't remember what his name is. His name was first name is Sean, um, but he totally looks like a complete San Diego guy. He looks like a San Diego, like surfer or whatever. Um, and he comes out and he just blasts Wilma Wooten and stuff like that. If you saw a guy like that out on the street, you probably would say like, oh, yeah, he probably voted for Joe Biden. Maybe a Bernie Sanders type of guy, something like that. And you look at this guy and you you hear what he's talking about with constitutional rights and you go, whoa, how many people were like this guy who flipped to saying to being woken up to how powerful their local government is or to how too too powerful their state government is. So I think there's reason to be optimistic that there is a a groundswell of support and people are changing their minds and looking for better options. And that's why I say like, I'm always lambasting the California GOP in the sense that they have an opportunity to change hearts and minds and get out there and be like, look, we're a better option because of X, Y, and Z, and because we offer better solutions instead of just being the anti-democratic party. And you can't just always be the contrarian party. Contrarian politics rarely wins because there's nothing for people to latch on to. Um, so that's what I think we're, we're up against a lot. But there's also a lot at our backs. There's a lot of support at our backs of people who want some sort of change in California. There are many Dems running. Yep, that is true. There are a lot of Democrats running. The problem is they're, they're lesser named because if you're a big name Democrat in California and you have any sort of support, you are not running to recall Gavin Newsom because that would just end your political career. But some Democrats are trying. Um, yes, we need Good morning. Did you ever get a chance to contact Steve Loach? Did I miss that? I never reached out to him. Um, based on his actions and what I've been seeing, I don't think he's like a serious candidate. Um, that's just my personal opinion. You know, I've, I've talked about this where I said, you can view people in their actions of how they kind of run their campaign. I don't think Steve Loge is completely, uh, 
I don't think he's completely serious about it. Um, but another candidate that you should check out, uh, Jenny Le- Ray LaRue, uh, who was on last week. She had a lot of really great things. Really, really smart person. Oh, they're trying to tap into our industry and take away our license. Ooh, yep. See, whenever government, especially California government, gets involved in someone's, um, whenever someone gets involved and they write legislation, that's never a good, good thing. When the government says we need to write legislation about your industry, it's not usually because they want to make it easier to do your job. It's usually they want to make it harder to do your job. But they'll sell it as we need to make it easier to do your job. Um, school unions giving noodles 2.1. Why is this even legal? It's absolutely legal. They can do it because he can raise the amount of money. And that's the issue with public unions. Um, who said it? Somebody said, I can't remember which president said something about how public unions will be the downfall because there should be no public unions. There should never be public unions because public unions are being funded with our taxpayer money. And it just kind of goes round round and round in a circle where, and we see, we saw this with the standoff between the California teachers association and noodles in the sense that he had to end up bribing them with billions of dollars to even think about going back to work. And they got a huge chunk of our tax dollars for them to even go back to work. And if that was the goal of the public, I don't understand the goal of unions in general anymore. I think the idea of unions, I'm sure if there are any, if there's anybody out there is, um, if there's anybody in a union, maybe you can explain it to me. I don't think there's a lot of reasons to have a union anymore. Uh, the idea of unions was to, in the beginning, organize people and kind of like level the playing field, uh, so that, so that like big, big tycoons at that time, like JP, like Rockefeller and JP Morgan, all of them, uh, they could actually try and like push back a little bit, but now there's so many like labor laws in place and there's labor departments and stuff like that. There's really no reason to protect unions, especially public unions. I think public unions are, uh, really disastrous to us because it's just a a vicious parasitic cycle of the government makes deals with the public unions and gives them no bid contracts and then the no bid contracts and they make the money and then they take that money and donate it back to the politician and then the politician who's in power keeps giving them no bid contracts and then it just it goes around and around and around around a circle um many teachers didn't get the money between the districts got it um and didn't give much to teachers no shocker. I think I said that when it first came out and I made a joke about how like, and I bet some of it might even get down to the teachers, which I didn't really believe once he said he was going to give, um, do Steve Loge is not a serious candidate. Jenny's great. Jenny's very smart. Listen to the podcast last week. She has a lot like she she's on she's on point. She doesn't have like the canned answer. She's very like, I know these stats. I'm going to tell you exactly um, why. And, and the reason a lot of people say, like, why do you keep interviewing all these different people? Because they all have good ideas. All these people have different ideas. Why not listen to every single person and be like, let's get those ideas out there into the common thought of like, Sure, there's people who may not win, but they have great ideas. So let's listen to their ideas. You may be interested in attending a recall event tonight at Awakened Church. Um, I don't think I could make it. 
I don't even know where Awakened Church is. Um, if there's another one, because I have the podcast tonight, so he just trolled people. LOL. What do you think about Larry Elders now? He's running away with it, polling-wise. Um, it seems like he, he, he launched into it, um, and he seems to be running away with it poll-wise. I don't know how we would be as governor, to be honest, but he's running away with it. I mean, how secure with election be this time around, you know, it's, you know, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse about this whole election integrity issue is that not every county uses Dominion, not every county uses electric. Um, And not only that, as I say to everybody, if you are really, really concerned about voter integrity and the the, uh, integrity of elections, you can volunteer. You can always volunteer and be a part of the people who observe. You could probably be a driver. You could drive ballots from one part to another part. You can watch the polls to make sure there's no funny business going on. There's a lot of ways you can volunteer. And in fact, that's why they're always looking for people. Um, I know from my experience that there's a group of attorneys and there's probably not enough of us to stay on the ground and be like ready to file lawsuits in case there's stuff. So I think, you know, there's there's avenues to make sure that there's there's voter integrity and election integrity. Um, so if you want to get involved, go out and get involved. Major game press on Fox and Friends. Did he really get press on Fox and Friends or did he just repost an old video? Unions funnel money to change policies that have nothing to do with their people and industry. Yep. Uh, many teachers okay I totally I mean union has been political for a long time unions were created to protect workers against the big boys but like you said now we have a lot of laws to protect against so much especially in California labor laws in California are are so um so in favor of the employee that there's really no reason to have a union anymore because it's the only and this is from like a little bit of experience that I know um, subtle plug next week. Um, I'm going to have my buddy on Ryan Carlson, who is an employment attorney. I know a lot of you've been asking about a lot of like employment law questions. He's going to be on next Thursday's podcast. He's going to be, uh, I'm going to be taking questions. Um, so he'll be here to help answer some more of these questions. He's a lot better at this than I, than I am. I don't practice employment law. Um, but from what I know that in California, when you file a claim with the labor department, the employer is already presumed guilty and the employer has to prove their innocence. So as opposed to criminal law, where it's the opposite of way around your innocence will proven guilty in California. If there's a dispute, like let's say, I don't know, uh, your campaign workers or support staff leave you because, um, you didn't, you, you they, there's some questionable things about your campaign and then they need to pay your last check. If they, if you file with the labor department, they presume that you didn't, that you have to prove your innocence of why you didn't produce that last check. Um, so in cases like that, I don't understand why you need a union to protect employees rights when you have an entire labor department and labor laws that protect the employee already to the point where they presume you're right, right off the bat. And the employer has to go through an arduous process of going through every single transaction and every document to show that they did everything correctly. My husband is the IBEW union as union reps. They've all been useless or hands tied. Basically zero point. Yeah. Although there's some unions I know that are not crazy about noodles. 
they're kind of backing away from him. I forget which one it was. The guy, I think he got elected and he said, I'm not working with noodles anymore and I'm not going to support his, any of his campaigns. School union should give back to the parents. Um, parents, we, we just have to support school choice, you know, go to school choice foundation, uh, support them, support their proposition, what they're doing, trying to get the, the, because there's people I know. And I was, I was actually out golfing last week and we, I was talking with someone and they were talking about how they never thought in their lives. They, they moved to a certain area of San Diego specifically because the school district was really good, but during COVID they couldn't deal with the virtual anymore. So they took their, their kid out of public school and put him into a Christian private school. And he said, my, my kid is thriving. He loves it. He's getting personalized attention. And even if schools reopen again, I don't think we're going to send him back to public school. We love sending him to this private Christian school. So school choice is going to be a big issue. And I think it's already becoming a big issue here in California. So support the school choice foundation. Jenny needs to be a policy persona for whoever is elected. She's very, very smart. She should definitely be involved in any administration. Opinion on Kylie. Kylie's coming back on the podcast. Uh, we're going to do another little interview with him, probably another live stream. Um, so he'll be back uh, August 11th. Very smart guy. Tremino. People like Tremino. Uh, none of these candidates address how they will work with the supermajority here. They are the real power. Yeah, I think I pressed Kylie on that uh, when I interviewed him the first time about that. So I might press him on it again because I want to. I want to really get his opinion on that. And I know he's he, he defaults the answer of like, well, I have a lot of like stuff at my disposal as governor. It's like, yeah, but that's not the answer I want to hear. I don't want to hear. Well, we're gonna replace one. Uh, out of control statist with a out of control status um, that is supposedly on my team. That that I don't like that. You know, it's like the whole issue with the first. I got an argument once, or not too long ago. I got in sort of a, a heated debate with some actual attorneys about the First Amendment violations of the White House telling Facebook who to really remove their content. And I said, well, this sort of seems like now they're admitting that they're working with Facebook, which makes Facebook a state actor, which then kind of dissolves their whole, well, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. It's like, well, now once the state starts acting with you and telling you what to do and sort of commandeering your decision making, now you're a state actor and now it's a First Amendment violation. But there's some attorneys who are like, well, there's no, nothing to see here. There's no smoking gun or whatever. And I basically just said to him, I was like, look, I'm not going to argue with you because if you just want to say, like, I'm fine with totalitarianism and statism and censorship and violation of your constitutional rights, as long as it's my team, just say that. Like, just say that. Just be completely open. I would respect you more if you just said, hey, um, I don't mind my team being a totalitarian regime that tramples on your constitutional rights, as long as it's my team, I don't think you want it. Like that's my goal. Um, so I'm, 
I don't like that answer of, well, you know, Gavin Newsom has a lot of control under his executive agencies that he can do. So if I get in there, I'll use a lot of the executive powers to, because then the next per you haven't solved the issue is that what happens when the other party gets back in, they just start using the same exact totalitarian statist ideas. So I'm not a big fan of that answer. I don't think that's a good answer to be like, well, we could get a lot of stuff done through executive agencies. Cool. But that's not really the idea. I don't think they set it up with the idea of governors being, um, uh, being basically like Kings. Yeah. I think that that interview is old because he showed a picture and I was like, I've seen this picture before. Some of us should re-register the dam and then volunteer for elections so we can see the actual inside working. No, that's not illegal. You can certainly register as a Democrat and be like, hey, I'm a Democrat and, you know, go in and they might give you a little, little bit more preferential treatment. If the FDA approves these vaccination mandates, do I have a right to say no? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked into it too much and I don't want to give you any faulty advice. Kevin Kylie and California district citizens will be a newsome target as recall does not pass on September 1. Um, I did not see that Robert Malone interview. California is very employee friendly. Yep. Can we file with the labor department about being terminated for not taking a vaccine? Can they help? I doubt they would. Um, probably cause they're all part of the same apparatus. So I don't think the labor department would really help in that sense. You'd probably have to take your case to court, you know, and you have to let a judge decide, uh, what about employers mandating the jab? Can we say no and be protected? Um, I would save that question for next week when my buddy Ryan Carlson is on because he is the employment guy. There's a parent union that has been formed. Okay. Please have Tremino back. I've reached out to him. I said we'd, we'd drive up there and have another follow-up interview to see how things are going. I might have to nudge them again and be like, hey, uh, you know, let's have another follow-up interview to see how things are going. Uh, there's some other people I'm trying to There's some big names I'm trying to get on the podcast, and I'll keep you informed. Um, some really big names. Need that coffee mug. Uh, it's from Bass Pro Shops. So you can go. Bass Pro Shops is where I got this mug. No more one man rule, no matter who is in office. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't agree with the, uh, you know, I, I didn't like, I didn't like when Trump did it. I don't like the idea of like any party doing it just being like, you know, oh, well, it's my team, so I get, you know, I get to root for my team doing it. Why is Jim Cramer? I'm watching CNBC. I always have it on the background because I like to watch what's going on with the markets. Jim Cramer looks awful. He looks like he's melting. Either that, it looks like he smelled a fart or something. He looks awful. Um, Y'all about DDOG not being... Anyway. Thank you, Color Correction Queen, for the support. Thank you, everybody, for the support. It means a lot. Um, I'm going to be throwing out some new logo, not new logos, some refurbished logos for you guys on my stories to check out. Um, <coughs> there are a couple candidates 
who didn't make it to the official ballot, who are now encouraging voters to write them in. Now, that seems irresponsible in my sense. I, I think that's absolutely irresponsible. Um, you didn't make it on the ballot. Like, you didn't make it on the ballot. Like, there's plenty of people who made it on the ballot who had no problem getting on the ballot. Um, I guess if you were going to say, like, some of the smaller name candidates, uh, the ones who, who, you know, don't have the big platform, who aren't really out there, um, you know, they had no problem getting on the ballot. They didn't complain about it. They're on the ballot. You can look up their names. They did everything correctly. Um, so for people to kind of like, and I would imagine they have a lot less money than some of the people who did not get on the, the, yeah, I saw that he even made shirts. He was on a radio program yesterday. Um, he has enough money to make shirts, but I'm sure he doesn't have enough money to get onto the recall ballot. Um, I, I wouldn't believe he's an official anything. So exactly yeah if anybody here knows we've kind of closed the door on him um he keeps trying to like push it back open but we we've closed the door on him or we're moving past him but anyone who really kind of pushes that they should be a writing candidate writing candidates don't work um you know i don't i don't know if there's ever been a, a writing candidate i mean you hear those like funny stories of like in a small town like 300 people the write-in candidate was like a dog. Like, isn't there a dog mayor in America somewhere? Cause they wrote in this dog or something. And therefore the dog is the official mayor of this small town, but it's only like three or 400 people. So, uh, I've seen porn stars on ballots. I'm sure these writing candidates could have made it. Yeah. Like there's people who made on the ballot who aren't really like big name candidates. They had no problem getting on the can on the ballot. So saying that, like, oh, we didn't file a paperwork. And that seems like a, a, a drop of your ball. Like, I run my own business. And at the end of the day, like, what keeps me up is the fact that, like, I you know, the buck stops here. If something gets screwed up, it's my fault. It's my name on it. So it's not, I don't kind of, like, throw other people under the, the, I don't throw other other people under the bus and be like, oh, you know, this person did this and it's not my fault and I'm still a great person. Like, that's what leaders do. And you, you just kind of say, if I made a mistake and I'm at the head of this organization or at this business or at this campaign, you take ownership. You just take ownership because, um, yeah. Um, pop, 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 mom, mom. There's another major on the ballot. It's not Major Williams. It's Major Singh. Oh, look at that. So a major did make it on the ballot. Anyway, uh, what other questions we got? I do have a hard stop this morning. Um, like I said, at 8 PM, you're getting a double whammy today. You're getting two for one on one day. Um, that's how much I love you guys. You're getting two for one, uh, 8 PM tonight, live on YouTube. Going to be doing the, uh, podcast where we're, it's going to be Natalie is going to be my co-host tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of what's going on with the, 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 the lockdowns and, and not really lockdowns yet, but are we going backwards and will it kind of backfire on the California Democrats politically? I'll give you a preview. I think there's not enough political will, um, but I, you know, I'd love to hear your, your political thoughts, your thoughts on that. I don't think there's enough political will to go that far backwards, but especially in the, in the middle of a recall, but we'll talk about a lot, a lot of that stuff. Um, I saw that one of our, our favorites, Tamika Hamilton, uh, has raised, she was featured. Where is this? 
It was the Sacramento Bee. Uh, she raised more money than Representative John Garamendi, a first in seven years. Um, she raised $103,000 from April 1st to June 30th, slightly more than Garamandi, who raised only $99,000. Well, I mean, still only ninety-nine. pulled in for his 22 election. It's a small margin, especially because Garamandi is nearly $1.2 in cash on hand, but it marks the first time a candidate who has been able to compete financially with Garamandi since former Assemblyman Doug Logue challenged him in 2014. Um, so... Good for Tamika Hamilton. We love her. Uh, keep keep supporting her if you're looking for a good congressional candidate to support. Do you think SD is going to push the <laughs> face diapers again with other counties doing it? Uh, well, they've already switched to the recommendation, right? And the recommendation hasn't changed. It went into effect this week. I haven't seen any difference. Nobody's really changed anything here. I did see that that one place in, I think it was here in San Diego, the, the pizza place, Sisters Pizza, went out on Instagram and made a blunder of a marketing move and said, well, no longer are we going to allow people without proof of vaccination because, you know, do the right thing and this is what you should be doing. I think they probably got a lot of backlash because then... Right after that, there was another post that said, uh, just kidding. We believe in the autonomy of one's body and their own personal choice and blah, blah, blah. And we realized that this was a misstep on our part, probably because you got a lot of backlash from people being like, are you kidding me? And, you know, it's the old my body, my choice argument. You know, it, it, you can't believe in my body, my choice and then turn around and be like, no, but I'm also going to make choice for your body. Um too late for them sisters. Yeah, that's that's too bad. The, the damage is already done. You know, the, one of those things you, you thought maybe it was a great idea and you thought maybe you'd be heralded. Well, here's the issue. Todd Gloria made this big deal about um, Todd Gloria. If you don't know who's the mayor of San Diego, far left radical. Um, he made this statement that the first business in San Diego to require vaccine passports or vaccine proof of vaccines would get a mayoral proclamation, meaning that they would get like the key to the city. They get a whole big deal, blah, blah, blah. They'd get like celebrated. And they probably thought, hey, we love Todd Gloria. That sounds like we probably voted for him. That sounds like a great idea. Why don't we be the first people? And then Todd Gloria will give us this big mayoral proclamation. We'll get on the news and we'll be heroes. Uh, well, it didn't work out that way. And they got huge pushback and they probably got a lot of people who were really angry about it. Probably a lot of their customers who probably said, I would never come back here again. And they backed off not soon after that. And he didn't follow through on his promise. There is no mayoral uh, proclamation. Uh, I don't think he, they will be getting the keys to the city. And so in the end, Todd Gloria kind of screwed small businesses into believing that if you do this wonderful thing, uh, I will reward you with uh, this wonderful mayoral proclamation. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, they, they end up shooting themselves in the foot. Um, I really want to support the fact that they were open to changing our stance. This is what we need. Hummel, yeah, I mean, I give them credit for backing off and being like, oh, we really stepped in it. 
Um, so, but I think the, the, the fact that the people behind it thought this was a good idea to begin with probably shows you what their views are anyway. Um, but Hey, you know what? That's, that's what people have to do right now. You know, if, if anybody, if any of these businesses are going to do this, go above and beyond and, and push this stuff, just let them know. Just be like, Hey, we're, we're not having it. So, you know, your voice is money talks. And if your money is not in that business, it's going to someone else's pizza business. You know, uh, there, there's plenty of good places. I believe in that area that are very good pizza places. I believe there's a Mr. Moto in that area. And if you haven't tried Mr. Moto, it's the best New York style pizza in San Diego. I'll debate you on that. We could have a whole discussion on the best pizza in California. Mr. Moto wins hands down. Uh, 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 um. Recall Gloria. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I said that yesterday. I can't believe I had to say it twice in like the same week. Uh, but it may be time to entertain a recall of Todd Gloria. And the reason I think it would work in San Diego is because I don't think San Diego is as blue as Todd Gloria is politically. And that's really due to the fact that San Diego has a lot of former military. Uh, you know, there's some richy rich people here. So there's a good chance that like flipping pizza is pretty New York style. I've never heard of them. Is that a San Diego place? Um, but I think there's a possibility to make a standing, you know, maybe not in places like LA, but a recall of Gloria would definitely send a message that his style of politics is not warranted. Um, I mean, if anyone's interested, I would be willing to advise and point you in the right direction and help organize, but I can't do it myself. Um, so, but if anyone is definitely interested, reach out to me. I could definitely, we could maybe get a group together or something. Um, but I don't think his politics, and when people say like the recall is not fair or it's, I don't know, they're like, well, stop whining. Like you should have just won. I think a recall is effective as long as we have it. I'm hoping they don't change it. I'm hoping that they don't turn around and go like, uh, I'm hoping they don't turn around and be like, oh, well, we're going to change the constitution. You can't recall anybody anymore. The recall is effective because it can be used as a warning shot politically. Um, why not be able to yourself? Because I'm doing a lot of a lot of things. Um, I would certainly be involved if anybody wants to take the lead. If anybody wants to take the lead, I would definitely be supportive um, and use this platform to help support it. So, um, but I won't, I won't do it all by myself. That's for sure. Anyway. Uh, the recall, I think, is really important because it's a shot across the bow of radical politicians and saying, like, look, you go too far left, we're going to recall you. And that may scare a lot of politicians to be like, look, um, I don't want to be recalled. I don't want to be a part of, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. So I'm going to like, I'm going to keep it more moderate. And I think that's that's a tool that can be used to recall and just kind of send that warning shot across the bow of like, you know, you, you've overstepped. And I think I think Gloria has done his part to overstep. 
him saying he wants to defund the San Diego police or divert funds, I think is definitely sort of the final straw where it's like, okay, you started off already talking down to business owners and calling them selfish. Like within his first week, he called small business owners selfish for wanting to reopen. If anyone else remembers that, that was in September or December of last year. Once he took office, he literally said that business owners were selfish for wanting to reopen. Uh, so that was his first week when he did his first state of the city. Uh, he did not even do his first state of the city address in San Diego. He did it in San Ysidro, which is not San Diego. So he doesn't really have any jurisdiction there. He just decided, I'm going to virtue signal by going to the border um, and make it all about this whole border crisis. Uh, Not really about San Diego. Remember, you're the mayor of San Diego. You're not the mayor of the border. So that's strike two. Um, Strike three. So we keep getting more and more strikes. Almost within about two weeks, he and the city council immediately voted to give himself, give themselves pay raises. He got a doubled his salary, went from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars overnight. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic, when people are losing their businesses and they can't afford to like stay in their homes, Todd Gloria decides I'm going to give myself a pay raise. Like that sounds right. Like not even like based on inflation. Oh, I'm going to give myself a a small inflationary raise. He doubled his salary within the first couple weeks. Um, maybe it's a good idea to start a recall of Gloria Telegram group and start strategizing. Let's do it. Start it up. Let's go, people. There's some people who are already saying they would start this group. So let's do it. Let's get it going. Uh, it's not that hard to do. It's just some paperwork we got to file. Um, and then we got to organize and get signatures. And I'm sure that the amount of signatures, you can collect them all over San Diego. Um, so that was like, what, what strike am I on now? Strike four at this point, he raised his salary. He didn't even do state of city in the city of San Diego. Uh, he called business owners selfish. Um, trying to think of what else he did. Now he says he would give a mayoral proclamation to businesses if they required the vaccine passport, meaning that they would require proof of vaccination, which he didn't follow up on because we saw sisters pizza's was out there saying they would, and he didn't do anything about it. And now he's diverting funds away from, uh, now he's diverting funds away from SDPD, which if you look around San Diego and I, I took a walk down to the ocean today for my exercise. And now I'm starting to see, it's starting to look like Venice beach down there. I'm starting to, you know, you're just a couple. You're starting to see the little homeless encampments on the beach now. So it's starting to look a little bit like Venice beach here in San Diego. And it's, it's not good. Um, so I, he's on like strike four, five, six. I, I mean, I, I don't know what this guy, like at, at this point, like he, he's not listening to what the people want. This is not what San Diego wants. And um, we could effectively end his career because someone like Todd Gloria, like a Nathan Fletcher, these guys are not here to help the city. They're here to help themselves. They're here to, uh, move their political aspirations. He went from state assembly to mayor of San Diego, which means he's probably got his eye on possibly becoming governor of California. So you got to stop these politicians in their tracks before they can even really get started. So recalling Todd Gloria, ending his political career would be pretty awesome. Um, it also be a shot across the bow to other cities. Like, you know, like if we recall Todd Gloria, great. 
I'm sure there'd be some good candidates who would want to run for mayor of San Diego. Uh, I work in alcohol and the homeless situation is getting worse every month. I I'm blown away by homeless. I just, where are they? I, I I'm literally trying to think like, where did homeless come from? And it's, a, it's a worldwide problem homeless. Um, and I'm not sure where they all come from and I'm not sure why they're all around all of a sudden. Like, I don't remember homeless being that big of an issue. Like it, it's in every city now. It's just everywhere. Um, there's just, is maybe it's too expensive. Um, there might be a big issue coming up with the eviction moratorium being ended. If they end it, I don't think they'll end it. I don't think they have the political will to end the eviction moratorium. I don't know how much longer they can kick it down the road. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know how much longer they can keep kicking eviction moratoriums down the road. Pretty soon all landlords are going to be out of business, which I think they probably want. I think they probably want landlords to be out of business um, so that places like BlackRock can come in and buy using Fed-backed loans um, to buy up all these properties. Because remember, by the year 2030, you will own nothing and you will like it. That's according to their own, uh, is it the, the, the WTO or whatever? California is the best place to be almost. Yeah, why not? I mean, who wouldn't love to sleep on the beach on the Pacific Ocean? Why not? I mean, if you had nowhere else to go, I mean, sleeping on the Pacific Ocean is not the worst place to sleep. You get cool breeze. The, the sand is comfortable. Um, not, not the worst place to, to really be homeless. Uh, but I'm serious. If, if anybody wants to reach out to me, if I want to, I'll start a room. I don't care. I'll start a room. Um, if you want to really start organizing, I would suggest go to the discord, you know, go to the, I, I'll even say this, go to the discord, the California underground discord, go in there. If we want to start a, a recall Todd Gloria channel, we can do that. We'll start the recall Todd Gloria channel. Um, and you can organize there. It's already set up. Just go use the discord. That's why I said, like, I'll let you use this platform to, to push it and to get the word out and whatever I can do to help advertise it. Let me know. Um, so if you want to start a recall to Gloria chat offline, off Instagram, go to the discord and you can go to the discord by going to the link in the bio, you go link in my bio, it'll say California underground discord. And you can go in there, there's the invite link, just click on it, um, join it, connect with other people too. Like that's the point of the California Underground Discord. That's why I started it was so people could start connecting offline of podcasts and these coffee and California politics was so that individuals can start connecting sort of in this network of people who are all sort of on the same page uh, so that people can really start to organize and make this stuff happen. So if you're really interested in that, go to the discord, start organizing, bring friends, tell them this is a safe kind of chat room for people to come and talk about stuff. There's a lot of people talking about stuff. You know, I, it kind of warms my heart. Now I go into discord in the beginning, it was kind of like people didn't really know what to do and they, it was kind of quiet, but now people are just starting to have their own discussions and it's great. I mean, I'm not even involved. I don't, I don't really go to the discuss. People are just kind of talking amongst themselves. And that's the point. That's the point of the discord is that people can connect. That was always the point of why I started this platform was so that people didn't feel like they were alone and that they didn't have anywhere else to turn. Um, they could join this or be a part of this and feel like they could meet and connect with other like-minded people. So with that said, join the discord. 
if you join the discord and there's enough of you, the people who are saying like, let's do it, let's recall Todd Gloria, just jump in that discord and be like, Hey, I'm here to recall Todd Gloria. Maybe we just start a recall channel. How about that? We could just start a recall channel in the discord and start organizing recalls all over up and down the state. That might be fun. Let's do that. We could be, we, you know, it could be whatever you want. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, definitely go check out, jump into discord and we can get started there. All right. I have to hop off. Uh, like I said, I do have a hard stop at 10. It's a call I got to hop on. Um, it's a big, some, it's a big call I got coming up. Um, thank you again for everyone tuning in, especially on the day that's been adjusted. Uh, yeah, let's recall. Let's have a recall mania. Let's just keep recalling everybody because once we get the, the sort of system down, once we get that down, then we can really just kind of implement it across the state. Once we get the processes down, once we get like a, a, a real streamlined system, it can be like, Hey, how do we recall? Boom. You know, we can start talking to people and be like, this is how you start recalling people. Let's do it. What do you need us to do? Um, let's get the word out there. Um, so yeah, thank you again for everyone tuning in. Like I said, yesterday was day job stuff. I did have to get some day job stuff done. Um, couldn't reschedule, but thank you for tuning in today. Like I said, you're going to double whammy. I'm not chipping you on content and yeah. County by County template. Let's do it. Join the discord. We'll start a recall channel. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, eight o'clock tonight on YouTube, go to California underground on YouTube. And, uh, me and Natalie will be discussing more stuff about how is this going backwards? All these new rules and recommendations going backwards. Is it bad for California Democrats? Uh, we'll talk about some other stuff as well. She's always fun to have on. She's got a lot of, a lot of great ideas and a lot of great thoughts. So with that said, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you to everyone who bought the badges to support this platform. Um, and that's about it. I will see you guys later tonight. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it. And follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 